Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I'm your host today, Craig DeLuce, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, my name is Mike Wazowski. I come to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most, here on The Rundown, where we bring you 2A views and conservative news. And please, welcome to Taco Tuesday. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. You know, I know that our Taco Tuesday uh, uh, theme music, I know that for us it is inspiring, but I do know that some of our viewers have asked why we talk so much about fast food. And, you know, folks, I, I love you. Maybe you just turn in, a, you know, I don't know, about a minute and a half after we after we aired. But uh, I got to say, I love that song every Tuesday. When else do we talk about fast food? <laughs> <laughs> well, just Tuesdays. Just on Tuesdays when oh, we talk about right. Taco Tuesday. It's not like we got like, uh, you know, McDonald's Thursday or, or you know, uh, Pizza Fridays. We got nothing like that. You know? No, we don't. Burger Fridays. Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We love y'all. And just, you know, that's why we try to bring you all of the 2A news and conservative views and, and, and have a good time with you. We just, we try to, uh, we try to have fun. So please forgive us yeah. for our levity. I, I did hear some uh, response back from the people working on our Monday intro theme music, and uh, I, I think it's gonna be good, Craig. It looks like we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be pissing off some people, so it's oh, it's uh, we're gonna get some woke people that are gonna be upset. So then that's a good thing. I'm yep, very yep, I am yep. very very happy. If, if we're pissing off woke people, then that is yep. uh, that is part of the plan. Uh, yep. That's why we do this. We do this because well, hey, we like being right. It's what we do. <laughs> When you can be funny and be right, it's even better. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> In your face, Dick Tracy. All right. Well, hey, folks, before we get into the program, take a moment, like, share, like, share, like, share, like, share. However you are watching us. If you're watching us on OpsLens, hey, let your friends know you're watching us on OpsLens. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook or you're watching us on YouTube, uh, whatever channel on any one of those, please make sure to share. Also, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, uh, make sure you let folks know. Look, hey, if you want to drive around, you want to you you're in your car and you want to listen to us on iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify, you can listen to us there as well. Encourage your friends to tune in. Uh, it would make our sponsors happy, uh, and it would make us happy. And I'm sure that uh, you would enjoy being able to partake in conversations as the program is going on. So, heck yeah, they would. Jump on that right now. Jump on that right now. All right, let's get into today's news. Folks, it's cheaper by the dozen. That's right. We now have two dozen, two dozen states which have now adopted constitutional carry uh, as the state of Indiana has officially signed into law permitless. Well, they once again, they call it permitless carry. I call it constitutional carry uh, because, well, you know, a permit 
in order to, to, to require a permit in order for you to institute a right is not necessarily constitutional. So anyway, so uh, Governor uh, Hulk, Eric Holcomb over there in Indiana has signed the bill into law. Now, Mike, this is in opposition to uh, the the union bosses, the the superintendent of I think a, a public safety or like the the chief cop that they have over there, who basically yeah. said that if you sign this into law, you are putting law enforcement officers' lives at risk. What about you, Huey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder in the streets, Wild West, shootouts at the gas stations. Uh, yeah, it's the cry of every uh, every anti-gun liberal out there. Uh, you know, Craig, every every time we see this, immediately what we see is a drop in crime. Uh, it, it's amazing what happens when uh, a bad guy walks into a store or a bad guy's walking around the neighborhood and then sees normal everyday people strap, okay? He got himself a 1911 or a Glock and a crossbreed holster or somebody else's good, good quality... Uh, holster a hog holster out there and uh they go oh you know what i think i got second thoughts about stealing this guy's car i think i'm gonna I think i'm gonna go the other way now I think i'm not gonna not gonna rob this store i think i'm gonna go the other way now it's amazing what a citizen defender can do to help protect the community by only letting people know i'm here and willing to act if you try some nonsense well and you know their their whole thing with this is well there are two things number one they're saying well we don't know who's going to be carrying a gun, but you know, oh, criminals oh. are going to be able to carry a gun. No, criminals are still barred from being able to, to carry a firearm. And yep. if you have actually stopped them and questioned them, if, if there's a reason why you have an interaction with that individual, you're going to know whether you're going to eventually going to know whether or not they are a felon, right? So yes. then you're going to know that they should not be carrying a gun. The other instance that they talk about is, well, what about training? What about training? What about training? Well, guess what? If you make it easier and more available for people to be able to carry, more people are going to seek out training, right? Not having a training requirement actually increases training because when there's a training requirement, people assume that that minimal amount of training is all the training that they are actually ever going to need. But when there's no training requirement, most people who are because most people actually are responsible most gun owners anyway they're going to go and they're going to get training and when more people go to seek out training you're going to get more trainers and you're going to see the cost of training actually come down and be more affordable for the average citizen so it's it's good all the way around every everything you just said was correct i mean it, it it's, it's exactly the way it happens so um you're going to see a a spike in the training demand, the cost of training come down, better training available, yep, uh, and 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 more people seeking it. It's 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 what has happened in 23 states previous to you, Indiana. So quit making up lies out there, uh, politician, law enforcement executives. It's not right. the truth. Exactly, exactly. You don't need to. Uh, you don't need to subvert the rights Stoke of the people the in order to protect them. Yep. Yep. Okay, moving right along. Uh, Okay, this was an interesting story that I saw. And I at first I was like, well, okay, I'm trying to figure out how exactly how exactly this is true. And it has to do with uh, with uh, firearm purchases. And it has to do with what is inspiring people to purchase firearms. And one of the things that was noted, and I'm just realizing that I didn't have the piece up here. One of the things that was very, very interesting was there was this article that was noting that, uh, Mike, that Gun sale that Ukraine, that what's going on in Ukraine is actually inspired gun sales, right? In the United States, guns and ammo sales. And when you read the article, you realize at first I thought it was like, well, maybe people are realizing you need to have guns in order to fight against the tyrannical government. Okay, I get that. 
Uh, but I don't right. think that's necessarily it. But what it turns out is more people are who, in particular, who are interested in AKs are realizing, okay, these things are going to be harder to get. Uh, maybe I need to get them. The other thing they're doing is they're buying more ammo because they're afraid the ammo is going to be scarce. Yeah, as far as uh, uh, Eastern European ammo, like seven six two by thirty nine right. stuff, uh, or, or or the uh, the most of the God ammo. Um, but um, you know, Craig, a lot of what I'm seeing is uh, you know, like you said, twofold. We keep pointing out uh, the right keeps pointing out this is the reason for firearms. You know, to protect yourself from. Um, listen, not only your tyrannical government, but your neighbor's tyrannical government, right? Uh, isn't that what's going on in the Ukraine? They're not fighting their own government there. They're fighting a, an aggressive uh, outside force. Uh, and listen, everybody wants to say Russia's the problem. So, you know, why why couldn't there be a Red Dawn scenario, right? And that's why gun sales are going. Although I think that one of the big reasons, Craig, that, uh, that we're seeing uh, the firearm sales right now, it might have a little bit to do with the Ukraine, but in the whole, uh, it is the lack of confidence in our current administration, uh, the way they're dealing with uh, the Ukraine situation, the, real, the way they're dealing with uh, illegal immigration, the way that the way they're dealing with the economy. I think on a whole that uh, you know, that's the reason that the firearm sales are going up because the complete lack of, uh, of trust in the way our current administration handles politics. I would, I would tend to, to, to most definitely agree with you. Unfortunately, uh, we have a government that is deciding that uh, we're going to do criminalized crime, that the people we're going to put criminals out on the street, and we're going to do that because they're the real victims, and we're going to allow them to yeah. victimize other citizens, and those other citizens are deciding, yeah, yeah. no, no, we're not going to allow right. you to do that, and and in part we know that because the people who are largely being victimized are their neighbors, their friends, and their family. And so their neighbors, their yeah. friends, and their family are, are are making up groups of people that have not historically been known uh, for large purchases or purchasing of firearms. But you look at the, the huge percentage of new firearm owners are living in urban inner cities. Uh, they're women. They're people yeah. of color. And uh, there are people who are like, look, stuff is going wild. And they may or may not be necessarily blaming the government, but they see the end result of those policies. They don't necessarily blame the policies, right. but they see the end result and they are taking action to protect themselves. Yeah, they are. It, it's, again, I, I think they are, uh, they are realizing what's going on around them. Uh, they might be still out there doing the let's go Joe kind of chant, but secretly these are the ones buying the firearms, you know? Uh, waiting for uh, waiting for chaos to ensue, you know, whether they think the chaos is coming from the government administration or from, uh, uh, you know, uh, us, us guys on the right, because evidently uh, we're, we're the ones uh, going to cause uh, the rest of the world to devolve, Craig, just so you know. Well, and the, the funny part is if they would just stop and take a look at who's implementing the policies that are that make them feel like they need to go and purchase a firearm, uh, they yeah. might, I don't know, might consider voting differently but getting them to actually make that consideration is a very very difficult thing to do what what does greg mean folks by uh making people vote differently let me tell you right now especially when it comes to second member rights firearm rights there's one vote there's only one vote you could have cast if you wanted to have your second amendment rights maintained uh whether you agree with what he did last time in the first administration under under president trump it was very clear that one guy was going to be positive or neutral uh, as some people have pointed out, uh, but being neutral was positive in a couple of instances. Or 
you got the guy who's in there right now who has vowed for 40 plus years to take your firearms away from you. So you had one vote to get your firearms taken away from you or get your firearms rights protected. If you voted for anybody but Donald Trump, and I'm not trying to say this as a as a Trump fan, if there had been another party in that house that they're in, in, the, in the running for that office, that would have been it. But when you vote for, uh, you know, Joe Biden, or not even when you vote for Joe Biden, when you don't vote for Donald Trump, you were voting away our gun rights. Right, because the Democratic Party is all about taking away our guns. And then they don't want to admit that. Uh, but the policies they keep implementing do exactly that. It's about making sure yeah. that uh, people who are not part of the left-wing liberal elite do not have the right to possess uh, firearms. Right. Because, you know, the rest of us, if we're not a left-wing woke woke-tivist, uh, then we're all racist, misogynistic, uh, bigoted, homophobic, transphobic, old, yeah. uh, old fat white guys, yeah, old fat rich, you know, part of the, you know, part of the, uh, the, 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 what do they, what do they call it in, in Marxism? The, uh, not the proletariat. <laughs> Those are the good guys. The, uh, ah, I forget what they call it. But anyway, that's us, the bad people. We're the evil people. So right. if you don't believe in their right. woke divism, if you do yep, not yep. bow. Right. By the way, I heard an interesting thing. So I want to get Bill Barr's new book because actually in the book he talks about things like social justice theory and critical race theory. And as, as is becoming more and more common in legal circles, referring to it as a religion. I, I, I did see that Bill Barr also said, uh, I think it was yesterday afternoon he said it. Might have even been this morning, Craig. Um, that uh, everything that uh, President Biden said about Hunter's laptop was a lie. Yes. All of his all of his public comments about it were a lie, and they knew, and 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 Biden knew what the real details were because they briefed them. Right, exactly. I, I and you knew we we all know that that is the case, and eventually is going to come. The fact that the New York Times has admitted uh, that it's a thing uh, tells us that uh, uh, that we now know. And I, I, here's the thing: what I would love to see, yeah. I would love to see a class action lawsuit against Google, against Twitter against all of those folks who decided that they were going to pull down posts and take down people's, uh, yeah. take down people's uh, web pages uh, or Facebook profiles or whatnot yeah. because they posted stuff on that. I would love to see a, enough, a big enough lawsuit to where just, just take, take these companies down. Take right. them down. Would love to. Would love to. You could take them down with Hunter's laptop. Do there it. You go. Do it. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first one. Wouldn't be the first one taken down by Hunter's laptop. <laughs> All right, moving right along, ESPN. Okay, so I, I know the title is, I know the first thing you said, you probably thought when you saw the title of this particular piece, uh, ESPN commentators go woke. Well, nothing new. We all know that they go woke. Um, and th the sad part is, is that, you know, as we start to watch sports and we get tired of their wokeness, we tune into different stuff, right? Uh, we tune into different stuff because, you know, we like me, I don't watch NBA anymore. Uh, because I was just tired of my favorite team or what was my favorite team, Sacramento Kings, uh, who fired a commentator for saying all lives matter, for tweeting all lives matter, every single one, uh, and replaced him with an anti-police BLM activist. Uh, I, so I stopped watching. I know some people have stopped watching the NFL because you have teams like the 49ers who decided to fly a Black Lives Matter flag over their stadium there in uh, Santa Clara. Uh, but... So many of us have actually turned to some college sports. Well, one college sport that you're not going to be able to turn to anymore, if that's an issue for you, is going to be college basketball. 
there were a couple of commentators who decided that they wanted to uh, have a comment about the uh, about the uh, uh, the don't say gay bill. Uh, I, 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 I saw you stick. Hold on a second, Mike. I, let me let me turn this. Off. I know because I saw you stick your finger up real quick and you, I think you wanted to say something before I ran the video. Women's college basketball. You yes, said we I'm were sorry, yes. all women's college, college basketball. basketball. Thank you. OK, yeah. so these are two women's college basketball commentators. So I will uh, go ahead and run this video and uh, let you guys check it out. things bigger than basketball that need to be addressed at this time our friends our family our co-workers the players and coaches in our community are hurting right now and at three o'clock about eight minutes ago our lgbtqia plus teammates at disney asked for our solidarity and support including our company's support in opposition to the parental rights in education bill in the state of florida and similar legislature across the united states and a threat to any human rights is a threat to all human rights. And at this time, Courtney and I, we're gonna take a pause from our broadcast to show our love and support for our friends, our families, and our colleagues. All right, now Mike, that went on for about two minutes, their, their moment oh. of silence. <laughs> sorry, I was napping during the moment of silence, sorry. <laughs> I, first of all, I, at least they call at least they named the bill right. You notice they didn't call it the "Don't Say Gay" bill. They call it the "Parental Rights yep. in Education." So what they're yep. saying is is that parents don't have rights when it comes to what their children learn in school. Yep. That parents should have no say yep. in yep. what they're exactly what, right. Right. What exactly they're saying right. yep. is is that we ought to be teaching kids about transgenderism, about anal sex, about uh about all of these various different things as young as kindergarten yeah listen I, i'd hope they'd not go into the butt sex thing there with the with the kids but uh well I don't know if they're going over techniques you know or not but geez that i mean that would make this pretty easy to make illegal at that point right you know, first <laughs> well take the penis and then you put it with the you know but <laughs> stop, but mike keep stop. in mind yeah. the, the legislation basically said look under third grade uh, no, we're not talking about sex. Or at least it's not going to be a, a, a staff or teacher led instruction on this topic. If kids want to yeah. talk about it, they can talk about it, but adults listen, are listen. not going to engage in this, are not going to engage or lead this conversation. And then after the third grade, it ought to be age appropriate. Nope. They don't like yeah. the idea of it being age appropriate either. They just want it all. Just let's, let's talk about all of the stuff that, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was uh, Captain Florida, Governor DeSantis's way of fighting back. This was like the third, uh, you, you know, item that that occurred. You know, remember we had uh, we had some CRT issues going on here in Florida, uh, and the uh, the governor said, "No, we're not we're not doing CRT. We're not doing that here. We're going to make that illegal to teach here." Uh, and they said, "Well, fine, we'll just we'll just teach sex ed to kindergartners." And sex ed, their idea of sex ed was. Uh, you know, doing the uh, the woke LGBT. And by the way, she had like 19 characters after LGBT. There's no way I, I can keep I, up with that. I, I, I will tried, tell you I tried that for was, I don't know time. if she was reading from a teleprompter, but that was quite impressive. LGBTQII plus. I, uh, I have no idea. I, listen, I got LGBT <laughs> and, and 
and, I, and I'm doing that with with all lack of you know disrespect. I'm trying to be as respectful as possible. But when you just start adding stuff to it like that, I can't keep up. I'm sorry. I mean, I I will still give you the respect you deserve for making the choices that you make, but uh, you just can't keep adding stuff to it like that. Yeah, no. it's just it's. I don't I have to. We have no. You and I right now have no idea what the last four she just referred to was. No, uh, absolutely I, no. I, idea. I, I mean, it could be something involving uh, goats. I have no idea. Have well, no but idea, you, know, you know, see here now. Here's what's funny. So I was and I, I was I've been trying to find the study, but I was listening to uh, a radio some radio talk show hosts who were talking referring to a a a poll that or survey that was that was done not too long ago, and I I'm going to find it eventually. We'll talk about it here on the show. But they were they had asked people a number of different questions about what percentage of people they thought were, you know, a number of different things, you know, earned over a million dollars a year, yada, yada, yada. What percentage of people were gay or what percentage of people were, were trans? And right. in this survey, what they what they noted, what they noted was these particular talk show hosts was that they said it was something like they believe that like 30 or 20, it was either 21 percent or 30 percent of the population was either gay or 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 uh, or uh, transgendered, right? Now, mind you, uh, only about three percent of the population has been deemed to be uh, lesbian, gay, lesbian, gay, or transgendered. And of that, right. I mean, overall, less than one percent, or maybe one half of one percent, are actually transgendered. But when you watch on TV. Like every oh, TV man. show has a trans character. Every yeah. TV show yeah. has half the characters are either are either gay, lesbian, or bi, or can go whatever way. Uh, it tends to distort society or our perspective of of what percentage folks make up in the in the population. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that. Yeah, but if you watch network TV, it's eighty to ninety percent. Um, oh yeah, you, you know. So uh, just back to where we're going before. Um, you know, this was not about uh, uh, LGBT issues. This was about, uh, like you said, Craig, uh, forcing um, uh, people that were keeping people from that were going to force uh, uh, sex education and alt alternative sex education uh, to, to K through three. And again, that was in that was people fighting the governor over CRT. So he came down and said, fine, we'll create another law that says you can't do that. Um, yet that's really, I, you know, what they're going to do. And I even hear now that, well, fine, we'll, we'll come up with curriculum in the fourth grade. It's already going around in Florida. You know, see, stop this. It's, it's you know, this is the liberals keep pushing against him. And all they do is, it's kind of like they used to do with President Trump. Every time they do this, they make him strong. They're just making Governor DeSantis stronger. Uh, I, I do want to point out, though, she said her parent company and her partners uh, on there. Um, ESPN is, 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 whole, is owned by ABC, which is owned by Disney. This is where this is coming from again. More woke Disney nonsense. In fact, uh, today uh, Disney had walkouts there over the same issue, over over more of this uh, uh, way that they the the they say that Disney didn't do enough about this uh, the the parental rights bill. So right. uh, Disney is just being all kinds of woke over this. And now again, Disney wasn't mad at the state today here in Florida. They were mad at Disney for not taking a more aggressive stance. And like I told you, uh, folks, like we told you last week, Disney came out after the bill had passed because they realized they had to say something because their employees were starting to complain. But now the employees are complaining that they didn't do enough soon enough, so they're protesting. To, they protested earlier today. Well, and you know what? And that'll just be a day, and my attitude would be, uh, yeah, tell you what, go protest in the unemployment line because you are fired. Yeah. 
because you yeah. didn't show up to work today. And I, that, exactly. that would just be, there would be the response. And I would give a raise. Yep. I would, I would, anybody who got hired in their place, I would give, I would pay them more than what they were making. Oh, I'd, give them, I'd give them the bonus pay from everybody else's pay that didn't show up. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone who shows up, yep. you get a boat, you get a bonus. Everyone else. I'm sorry. Yep. No, you're gone. And it's, yep. Yep. I'm telling you folks, if you, if you, if we, if they let these, if they let them, uh, if you, if you let them, if you let the tail wag the dog, uh, the tail will continue to wag the dog. Yep. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right. <clears throat> Moving right along. You guys may or may not know that Babylon B has been suspended from Twitter and they've been suspended from Twitter for sending a mean tweet, right? <laughs> they sent a mean tweet about Rachel, Rachel Levin. Uh, you know, right now it's Levin or Levine. You know, uh, you may or may not know this is the uh, Surgeon General who actually won Woman of the Year for USA Today. Uh, the challenge is, is that, uh, well, Rachel Levin used to be a man uh, who achieved the status that they achieved in the military uh, as the highest ranking uh, military officer, female officer, uh, as a man and then transitioned to a woman. So the Babylon Bee decided that they were going to uh, that they were going to do a story uh, parroting that, and that's what this is right here, where it basically said Babylon Bee Man of the Year is <laughs> Rachel Levin, um, and so they got uh, banned from Twitter or not banned, their account was suspended from Twitter for once again for a mean tweet, or they or what was referred to Mike as hateful. And it's parody, okay? It's not even real. Um, in fact, hold on. I think I've got it right here. It says, reading it, that she worked her balls off for this title. <laughs> <laughs> well, the que here's the question is, did she really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't we know. don't know I'm where. I don't want to check either. Right. We don't know where in the process this is. I'm sorry. This is a family show. But <laughs> yeah. but we don't, we don't know. If I was just reading yet, But that doesn't quote. matter. The possession of testicles does not necessarily mean you are not a woman, at least as far as right. society, these folks today believe. So, you know, right. just because you have testicles doesn't mean you can't be woman of the year. At least. Right. Just saying. He's not saying, folks. He's just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. As a statement of fact, so, you know, YouTube or Facebook, before you go and censor me or to call me mean, uh, that is simply a statement of fact. The... Uh, the the national champion, and I believe it's the 500 meter freestyle. Uh, at, you know, is a uh, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is a, a a a transgender woman who has not fully transitioned. Uh, is in possession of, and is still considered a woman according to college sports. Listen, the Babylon Bee did report on that topic as well, Craig. They said a post. Uh, a post meet uh, medical exam showed that she had uh, performance enhancing testicles. Yes, I did. I did see. I did see that one as well. And I'm quite surprised that they didn't get suspended over that one as well. <laughs> but it yeah. is actually quite factual. <laughs> yes, I love the responses to that too. You know, the responses to that were like, "Ah, eh, she's just nuts," or "That's just nuts." Yeah, <laughs> yeah just nuts. <laughs> Oh me, oh my, oh me, oh my. And I think Mike, that brings us to our parting shot. Um Yes, it our, does. Our parting shot here and uh well, okay, before we go to our parting shot, 
have to share this one because this is who is this is who it involves. Mike's uh, Mike's uh, uh, friend here, who he loves, Miss Jen Saki. I know he looks. He's looking. I don't know him. that loves the right word. I mean, you know, we'd have to uh, we have to spend more time together before. There we, you go. Okay. All right. So this has to do with the economy. This is just this was hilarious. When as soon as I saw this, Jen Saki, we've crushed the Russian economy. Two economies in one year. Epic. Way to go, Team Blue. <laughs> way to go, Team Blue. And I love the way she reports on it, too. She's just <laughs> like, what? What? Well, hold on. I'll have to get verification. What? What? Snaps her fingers and leaves the room. I know. Uh, just, we'll have to circle back on that. <laughs> it's a circle back. Circle back. Circle back. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Crazy. But think uh, about yeah, it. But- literally, in less than a year, our economy is completely and utterly in the toilet. And it is amazing to me how, how literally they 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 want to blame Donald Trump for it, but I'm like, you do realize that it was your policies, and you can directly tie it to policies that Joe Biden has put in place that have tanked the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah and listen, uh, if our economy is tanking, which it is, that means the Mexican economy is tanking, the the Canadian economy is not too far behind, uh, and the Chinese economy is sucking as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. That's just it. But uh, well, that, that's but, uh, the challenge. Good, good reporting. Yeah, good reporting there, Jen. Give yeah, that's a, a challenge of being Jen. a challenging We're in a world economy. All right, Mike. Yeah. Quick shout out to our sponsors. Let's say hey to our good friends at Gorilla Machining and Grid Defense. Talked to both those guys earlier today. Great, great folks. And then, of course, Craig, you've spent the the weekend with the California Republican Assembly. All great people. Yes, folks, please do us a favor. Make sure you visit their websites. Their links are in the description to this video. Please go there. Or if you're watching this on OpsLens, just go to the rundown.us and you'll find links to all of our sponsors. Uh, but make sure, folks, you visit them. Uh, if you like what you see there, please engage with them. And when you do, let them know that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. So that way they can help. They can continue to support us as we support you as you support them. Exactly right. Remember, pass us around, folks. Pass, pass us around. around. Like, share, subscribe, and we will be back tomorrow on uh, Hump Day. Hump Day. See you later. <laughs>